Welcome to the Pasho Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasho. Well, my beautiful Pachos Chachos, I think it is time for the story. The story of when I met my beautiful wife. Before I could tell you, however, about the date, I first have to tell you where and how we met, and the circumstances, as best as I can, uh, to that point. So... I had been single for a while, and I had dated many people, we'll just say that, and although successful to an extent in most of my relationships, obviously, until I met my wife, none of them were substantial. I had attempted to be everything but myself for ex-girlfriends. I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. I even attempted to stop being funny because one of my ex-girlfriends thought it was too ostentatious. I played the pious man. I played the atheist. I played the rock and roller and everything else. And I did everything except be myself. And so... In my last couple attempts at dating, uh, which at that time I was using Match.com, uh, I, I tried to do that. You know, I, I stopped trying to perform and be what I thought they wanted me to be. And I decided, you know what, if, if they're going to fall in love with me, it has to be me. And so I wasn't going to put up a front anymore. So that was how I was going to approach things with my wife. I was going to reveal to her who I was. So now how did I meet my wife? Well, I didn't meet her on match. I, after a year, saw that really it was just a hookup app. Um, nothing really substantial. And so I switched over to eHarmony. And again, this isn't an advertisement. I don't get paid anything for them. But my wife and I, uh, at least for now, are a success story from eHarmony. And it's pretty funny. My wife had been in a relationship with somebody um, for, I think, seven or eight years. And they had just recently broken up. And so my wife, uh, not that she wanted to play the field or anything like that, because she certainly isn't that type, but uh, she expected that it was going to take time to find somebody of quality. And so she had prepaid for an entire year. And in the first week of her signing up, it was actually the end of my three-month subscription. And before eHarmony matched us up, you know, I, I got verified uh, and paid the extra money. She did the same thing. So, you know, I kind of knew she was serious. Um, I was very straightforward in my profile. I mean, I think it said something like, uh, I want everything, all your time, all your love, but I promise I'll give you all of mine, which I mean, completely works out because my wife's love language and my language, uh, is both quality time. And so, you know, we just love being with each other. We don't even have to say anything, you know, just hearing her breathe next to me, uh, it's wonderful. So anyway, back to the story. So 
I had just finished, or in my last week of finishing, as I mentioned before, a three-month subscription. And prior to that last week, I kind of had a personal moment with my father. And I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I was so bold as to offer up an ultimatum. Can you imagine my feeble self, although I was younger and definitely dumber than I feel like I am today. But um, the ultimatum was, Lord, if, if I can't find somebody to love soon, then I'm going to take it as a sign that you want me to just drink the Kool-Aid, continue playing the field. I think I had dated about 100 women at that point. And so I thought, that's it. You know, I'll be the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Magic Johnson or Kobe Bryant too soon. I'm sorry. Uh, The man was a great guy, though. I love a, a redeeming story, and he certainly was that. And so I won't razz on him too much, but... That's a lot of money to pay somebody who you didn't have sex with (laughs) when you were a married man. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, And so it was funny. E-Harmony matched us up up together. And I read her profile. I mean, I was absolutely smitten. She was articulate and she wrote a lot, you know, lots of girls... Uh, I don't think put in enough time to really ask for what they want. You know, it reminds me of Jordan Peterson's Rule 10, be precise in your speech, you know, be exact in what you want and you'll get it. And that's why, you know, I wasn't afraid to be so bold. And, you know, it's funny that phrase that I put, you know, that I want everything all the time and I'll give you the same. I could tell, you know, I'm not too terrible on the eyes. And at that time, I, you know, was younger and a little more handsome, perhaps. And I could see, you know, the views, the daily views. And I had a lot of daily views. But I tell you what, I think they read that line and they were like, no, that's too much. It's too much commitment, which is ironic because you're paying and investing to get into a commitment. But anyway, my wife was not deterred. And I emailed her and she emailed me back and we went back and forth and she had some pictures that I really liked that were a bit cheeky and I'll just leave it at that. And the way she held her dog, the way she smiled with her family, I mean, I thought this could be something. And so we decided to meet up at a place called Shinju Japanese Buffet. Uh, which is closed, unfortunately, now. Uh, Hopefully that's not an ominous sign, although it's been closed for a long time. And my wife and I, if anything, like fine wine, we are getting better. But it was very nerve-wracking. And so before I get into that story, let me rewind a little bit more into the afternoon where I'm still living with my parents and we're having lunch together and I'm a little excited and I think they could tell. And so they asked me what was going on and... I told them I have a date with a girl where I really think it could be something. We've been, you know, messaging back and forth. And so they were like, oh my gosh, that's great, you know, and and they prayed. I'm sure they prayed that it would work out because by this time I'm like 32 or something. So it had been taking a while. And, um, And so I'm there in the front, right? She sends me a text message on my phone that she's in the parking lot. So I go outside to meet her. 
And the first time I see her, man, what a knockout. Young, beautiful, and vibrant. She had a way about her. She was wearing a Marilyn Monroe shirt, real casual, but also very pretty. And she had makeup on and everything. And so, you know, I opened the door for her. She comes inside. I already had told them that I was waiting for someone. So they had the table ready and we went straight to the table. And so here's where the honesty began. I, as I have mentioned earlier, needed this to begin in a style that was true to myself. So when the waitress, a young Japanese girl, came to our table to take our drink order, I asked, who wasn't my wife at that time, but is my wife now, if she would like to join me in some nigori sake, which is the unfiltered, creamy style of sake that you serve cold. And she said she'd never try, but she would try it with me. And so the waitress went off and went to go get the bottle. And so we had some light conversation and the waitress came back and... What you have to know about this sake is because it is unfiltered, it requires shaking. And so I asked the waitress, before you open it, could you please shake it? To which she started shaking it as if it were a bell, holding it from the top uh, and swinging the pendulum underneath it, which I am quite sure sufficed for the job. However, I felt at that moment that it would be a interesting segue to show my humor. And so I asked the young lady, would you mind using two hands? So she puts two hands on it at the top, again, ringing it like a bell. And I interrupt her quickly and I say, no, 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 no. Would you mind putting one hand on the top and using the other hand on the bottom? And instead of shaking it side to side, you shake it up and down. So that's what this beautiful, naive young lady did. She put her hand on the top stem. She put her other hand at the base of the bottle and she started to shake it up and down. And I started to tell her, yes, that is very good. (laughs) I look over at my wife and the expression on her face was a little nerve-wracking for me because I thought, crap, did I go over the line? But then she started to giggle after the waitress put the bottle on the table and walked off. The young lady, I don't believe, had any idea as to how I used her as some kind of foreplay with my wife to show her that I am a funny, interesting man. But my wife certainly picked it up and she didn't mind. She thought it was pretty funny. Certainly had never met another man who had ever done anything like that. And so that's how our date started. We were at a buffet, as I mentioned, a sushi buffet at that, and they had crab legs. I mean, they had mussels. They had all the good stuff along with the sushi and sashimi. My wife and I went up for one plate, and we didn't even finish that plate. We were too busy looking into each other's eyes too busy having conversations about how she was going to help her family, how I loved my family, how God was central in her heart and how God was central in mine. And it was fantastic. And then another irony happened on that day. 
As I told you, oh my pachos chachos, I was at my parents and I told them that I was going on a date, but I did not tell them where I was taking that date. And guess where they and their friends decided to go for dinner on June 4th, 2010. They went to the Shinju Japanese buffet. And so my parents came in and very quickly said hello and then left because they felt very awkward and didn't want to interrupt the situation, which I appreciated. Their friends, however, were much more extroverted and came up and shook hands and introduced themselves and then went to the table, which was really like three tables away from ours, where one side of the table faced our booth, which was in the front near the window. So my father and mother sat on that side, watching us converse, because we weren't really eating at that point. She was telling me some awesome stories about a card I had never heard of that, you know, made funny noises and jokes uh, called hoops and yo-yo. And we had decided that after dinner, we would go to the Publix and she would show me the hoops and yo-yo cards that I honestly had never heard of before. So that's what we did. We finished dinner. We paid our bill. We walked over to a Publix that was next to the Shinju Japanese buffet. We went inside to the card section that was next to the floral shop. And oh my chachos, your mother (laughs) held my hand and rested her head upon my right shoulder as I opened every hoops and yo-yo card there was so that I could have her do that for as long as I could. After we had gone through the last card, we knew it was time to go, and so, as a gentleman, I walked her to her truck. Yes, my girl had a truck. She was super cool. And so she opens the door, or rather I opened the door for her, and she's about to go in, and I swing my arm around her waist, pull her close to me, And my wife tells me she was expecting a peck, which is why she acquiesced to my drawing her in like tractor beams. But do you think, oh my pachos chachos, that I would be satisfied with a simple peck? I think you know me better than that. I was passionate. I was smitten already by this woman. And so I drew her in and gave her a deep, profound long, wet kiss. The kind like in Bull Durham when Kevin Costner says it lasts for three days. And then I left her, breathless, and went to my car, which was a brand new Sonata I had gotten the day before, which is pretty neat. And we drove to our own homes. Now there is a debate in the house on whether I stole that kiss, but I think you already know the answer. How could I have stolen what obviously, was always mine. My mother always told me, when God gives it to you, it's easy, because he clears the way. And Lord, if that isn't true, you have made this home such a blessed home, with your love, and our love, and our children's love. And it just magnifies more every single day. So the next day, because I still live with my parents, We were at the breakfast table, and last part of the story, my father sits down next to me, 
and I believe he placed his hand upon one of my hands, and he looks me in the eye with a smile I will never forget, and he says, I like her. And I said, oh yeah, why? And he said, because I got to see the way she looked at you when you were talking. He said, I like the way she looked at you. I could see she really likes you. And if you're smart, you'll never let her go. Well, Father, I have not done that. I have not let her go. Because you were right. She was amazing. She is amazing. And thank you, Lord, for bringing her to me. Well, my Pachos Chachos, thank you so much for spending time with me. I hope you appreciated that story. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button, share it, like it, leave me a message, let me know what you would like me to talk about some other time. But until then, I'll talk to you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.